From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Good morning, fun seekers. <laughs> it's Adam 2.0. Adam's on the uh, first Monday of the month, Adam Bergstrom, yes, no, maybe. Chronobiotic Nutrition, SolarTiming.com. And um, girlfriend, uh, Byron who does yoga during the show. And then on the middle of the month, we kind of do a Patrick and Adam, the Patrick and Adam 2.0 show, where we write them back, and then he and I solve all the world's problems in two or three hours or until we get tired of talking to one another and being silly. Adam Bergstrom is in California, and you are where you are, and you can join us by just going to oneradionetwork.com, listening to the audio show, or listening to the video show, and you can call us on uh, the telephone if you use those things any longer, which is 888-663-6386, and the email patrick at oneradionetwork.com. Adam Brookstrom, Montecito, California. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Patrick. <laughs> well, we both have our shirts on. You've got your shirt on? you got your solar timing shirt on? Oh, look at you. Oh. These are the shirts that uh, our friend in, in, in Florida made for us. Remember years ago when we had the shirts? Yeah. I've got one, too. So you got one, yeah. So yep. these are nice. I like to wear these. I wore these it a couple of times back. <laughs> have you? Have you worn A couple of shows back I wore it. <laughs> oh, that's right. And uh, we like to wear it to the farmer's market because everybody always comments on it. They say, oh, that's really a cool shirt. Where'd you get that? <laughs> like we didn't do tie-dyes, you know, for you know 20 years ago. 40 years ago or whatever we did. How you doing, kid? What's up with your life? Super groovalistic prosopunctacaceous. Uh, that's good. You notice uh, the progesterone, what it's done to my mold? Look how smaller it is. Wait a minute. Your mold is shrinking? Well, if you look at the last show, your yeah. viewers can look at it. Look, it's half size, and it's uh, more like a cat's eye now than round. It looked like a barnacle before. <laughs> the pro- you think the progesterone is doing that? It, it's working. In fact, the interesting thing about it, it has like a bed. And uh, when I put the progesterone on, first I just took it internally right. and it and started to fall off. Then I put it on and half of it falls off and there's a bed. So it wants to grow it back. And I just, it comes off like sand. I just touch it and sand comes off and sand comes off. So I'm going to see if the whole thing goes this time. I got it off half once upon a time with that herbal salve, that green salve I oh, the green talk, stuff, yeah. talk about yeah. uh, by my friend uh, Nivals. and But this uh, working great. And again, I oil pull with progesterone now. I take the oil, the olive oil, a little DHEA and uh, progesterone, Progest-E, mm-hmm. the Ray Pete product. Mm-hmm. And I noticed it started to fall off. So... <laughs> Great. Must be doing other good things, too. Sure, sure. Yeah, we like that product. It's called Progestes. You can get it online. And I think Repeat designed it. Not sure if he still has a financial interest. Hope so. We'd like to support him. But um, yep. I, I do a few drops of that oh, three or four times a week. And I've been oil pulling, too, with coconut oil. So maybe I could do a hit of that in the coconut oil, right? Yeah. Now, I swallow it because I want yeah. to get all the... Yeah, might as well. I swallowed mine this morning. Why not? Right? <laughs> Might as well swallow. I mean, people swallow urine and they get beagling plants. Why not a little <laughs> saliva? That's what, what's a, one of those saliva. <laughs> but I think the oil pulling's good. I think it kind of, 
What does it do, really? Do we know? I mean, I've been doing it off and on for years. You know, some people say it doesn't work, but it protects the fe- the, the uh, teeth. Mm-hmm. And uh, every time I've had an abscess, takes care of it. If I if, if I get to oil pull, I'm more prone to abscesses, I oh. notice. So. Yeah, probably just pull stuff out that should not be there. What did yeah. Ray P. say about the calcium and the teeth? Was it the baking soda? Uh, well, um, oh, actually, it? if you hold calcium in your mouth, you protect them. So, you know, calcium, things like oh, that. Oh, calcium, of calcium, course. Calcium, yeah. yeah, just yeah. holding calcium in your mouth yeah. uh, protects the oh, teeth. You know, that's a good idea. Maybe I'll put some calcium in with my old pulling poo too, right? Hey. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> well, didn't Ray Pete say something about not pulling calcium from the teeth? Did I dream that this last show? He was talking about the oxalates. Oh, that's right. The oxalates can pull pull calcium because the calcium binds to the oxalate, right? Yep. Now, I've got some counter information on that because I've been studying oxalates for a while, too. And I have some disagreements with Ray P. Oh, okay. Now, it's interesting. The, The people I respect the most, I often find the holes because i want to know the argument completely one of the people that uh that i'm always disagreeing with is steve shiver <laughs> poor guy <laughs> we're bickering all the time that's right but ray pete again he has basically saved my life twice now and vibrant gals once so saved our lives literally so if to not respect him would be ridiculous. Of course. But no, of I course, disagree yeah. with him on certain things, and one of them is oxalates. Uh-huh. And, and what is your disagreement there with your opinion? Well, one of the things are there's two major categories of oxalates. There's one bound to calcium and other elements, too, including iron. And there's one that's free. Now, the free one uh, is the most dangerous because it can bind to organs and cause problems. The one that's already bound to calcium or iron or other minerals, because it does bind to other minerals, uh, it will irritate your gut and even your mouth uh, and your skin, but it won't attack your organs. And here's the really interesting thing. Meat makes oxalates too. It's not just vegetables. The oxalates are the same as lactic acid. It's the incomplete burning of sugar that causes it. And if you have a slow bowel, you probably have oxalates of the most dangerous kind, not bound to minerals. So for people who have a colon problem, they might have oxalates. They need to take calcium and other minerals in their food so that they bind it up. And then the oxalates aren't going to attack the organs. They're just going to cause some inflammation in the tract. And also, the gut is connected to the skin. So they're going to bother the skin. Hmm. So how do we know the difference? Um, So then, you're not on track with the idea that spinach or um, almonds and uh, what other? Potatoes and what are some of the other ones? Chard, Adam? Are high in oxalates and they're not a you don't think they're a problem because they're a different kind is what you're saying of oxalates black pepper black tomatoes yeah. there's a whole bunch of whole things bunch. that have oxalates sure sure mm-hmm. uh, yes no maybe oh, but yes, they're no, different maybe. types it's always a yes no maybe with you okay, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. The most dangerous kind is uh, rhubarb and uh, starfruit because they have the type that's free form, loose. Those are the kinds that can go to your organs. The other ones will irritate your gut, which is unfortunate and uncomfortable, of course, and not a good idea. But again, we make most of our oxalates. You don't have to get it. And meat has it. We get it in meat, too. Yeah, I know, but... We also but, get but monosodium... I'm looking at my list uh, here. I'm looking at my list here, like Swiss chard, spinach, beet greens, beets, okra. Uh, they're high in oxalates. Sweet potatoes, white potatoes. But you're saying... Um, what are you saying, that, that some of these have the oxalates that don't cause a problem, or do we know, or what's the deal? What's the deal? Oh, they cause a problem, oh, but we make them too. Well, yeah, but I know, but that doesn't, that, doesn't, that doesn't change things just because we make them. They, they oh, no, it makes, it makes it bad. I'm saying it's bad. <laughs> okay, it's if, bad. You, if you're not burning your sugar, right. you have an oxalate problem, so you better be burning your sugar to protect yourself. Uh, so the sugar is the issue, the sugar? Yeah, you can burn it into sugar like lactic acid. It's a You need a smokeless fire. If you're going to have smoke, you're going to get it in your eyes. So you're going to get it poisoned. Whether it's cigarette eyes. smoke or a campfire smoke or marijuana smoke, smoke is not our best friend. <laughs> no. If you'd like to be on the show with Adam, ask him a question or give Patrick a hard time. You know, ask me a question. <laughs> Patrick, <laughs> the people give me a hard time. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Our phone lines are open. Let me check it real quick while we're talking. Make sure it's working. I'm pretty sure it is. So, um, so we're going to have an oxalate lady on next week, Adam. Her name is um, I don't know Sally K. Norton. Pretty uh, highly educated dudettes, 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 oxalates. So why don't you email when she's on next Wednesday, and you know, and ask her some of these questions, and you know, give her a hard time. Not give her a hard time, but you know, we that's, we we want to find out the truth. It's not about personality right, right? We, don't, we just want to find the truth of this stuff i mean come on you know Somewhere. Yeah, she may or may not know about the oxalates being formed in the human body that's a that was no known over a hundred years ago i find it in medical <laughs> research but it is conveniently forgotten today you can search all over uh, pubmed you're not going to find it hmm. but back then it was well known because the medical books in the past did tests now, all they have is genetic uh, information in trans, untranslatable by normal people. Back then, medical books were written for students. They were written for doctors. They were written for hospitals. They were written for technicians. Now, they're written in Greek. We have now returned our medical uh, uh, technology into Latin, basically, hmm. so we cannot understand it. They don't want us to understand what they're doing of and course. that what they're doing is mythology. <laughs> if you were killing people, would you under want people to understand that, that you're killing them? <laughs> Not a, no, no. You don't want to do that. So why are, let's see, if these, Adam, if these oxalates are allegedly negative for us, which we believe they are, many of them, why is the body making them? Do we know? Uh, because uh, we do the wrong things. <laughs> if we, yeah, obviously, if, if a person eats the wrong foods, thinks the wrong thoughts, that's probably the biggest The biggest all, one, right. Yeah. Then we have the problems. See, psychoanalysis in the past, your mother-in-law caused your serotonin to rise. 
Now, your serotonin causes your you to not like your mother-in-law. <laughs> That's right. They have to cart before the horse. <laughs> it's the tail wagging the dog now, right? It's crazy what they're doing. Exactly. It's exactly. Just, and Adam, you know, that what they're doing with this whole genetic thing, boy, they're going to take this out for a spin, aren't they, brother? Man, they're going to they're going to talk people into believing that if you have a little snip of this or a little snip of that, that they can fix it, right? They'll snip it in there, and they'll fix it. And I tell you what, I wouldn't let anybody mess around in that. Ooh, no. No way. Yeah, it's absolute BS. <laughs> it is BS. <laughs> Thank you for saying. Okay, so it's uh, spleen pancreas time, right? OJ, OJ, we now are in Valencia orange time. They're the juiciest oranges, oh, so yeah. we have three a day, Vibrant Gal and I. Do you guys juice them or do you just eat them? Yep, we juice them in one of those little glass juicers. Yeah, that's what I've got, too. They're fun. If you'd like to be on the show, give us a call and let us know how you're doing. 888-663-6386. Hello, so what is Calmy Farm, uh, Fornia? Doing, you always have California stories on Adam 2.0. Um, what, what are they doing lately that's just uh, making you well, giggle? <laughs> <laughs> I know they're up to something. I just don't know what. <laughs> always. But now we can be proud of some of the students in Santa Barbara in a repressed story you won't find in the newspapers. 50 or 60 students in a high school broke into the high school and slathered it with oysters and fish oil and uh, rotten fish and Vaseline and everything all over the doors and floors and everything and wrote graffiti. <laughs> and when the police arrived, 60 kids went running away. <laughs> they, they arrested about 12 of them. It's like repressed. You can't find it in the news. I only found it in one small local newspaper. <laughs> what are these kids up to? Are they smoking a lot of stuff or what? What are they doing? I think it's great because I'm against schools. I think uh, I do like, uh, <laughs> uh, what was his name? Buster Keaton. Buster yeah. Keaton went one day to school and they kicked him out. <laughs> and he and was, he was the happy. truant officer came looking for him and his father gave him a karate kick in the head and knocked him out. <laughs> That's what happens in Adam's world. <laughs> More schools are just, God, they're bonkers, man. For schooling, think of it, it's prison for children. They even have chain link fences, so you can't escape. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Allegedly, you can't let people come in, but oh no, they don't want you to get out. <laughs> don't you to, did, have you been following any of this thing with the Uvalde thing? The, the more they find out about this thing, I, I think this was a planned event. I mean, these, these people, these cops were in the school... 45 minutes before he stopped shooting. What were they doing? They were in the school. Yep. Wow. Yeah, it's very, very interesting. Feels like they paid somebody off to just so this thing would happen, right? So they could promote this give me your gun thing. They want to take our guns away. Well, they want to, You man. can kill more people with automobiles. Why don't they take our automobiles away? <laughs> oh, they're trying to do that. That's right. Oh, they are trying to do that. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, I'm trying to do that. What do you think? <laughs> man. Boy, I tell you what, Earth is just a strange place. I'm sure glad I'm just visiting. Man. Hey, I've been uh, I've been doing, um, since talking, well, I, I started a little bit after um, Dr. Robert O. Young, you know, the, you know, the, 
that fellow, very smart fellow. I think he's kind of off track a bit on the whole pH thing, but you know, what do I know? Um, but I, you know, he's in there some cool stuff and about the, I think the, the fluids around the, the cells and all of that stuff. And, and so I've been doing baking soda since then, a uh, couple teaspoons a day. And then Ray Pede was kind of all into it too yesterday, right? Was it yesterday? Yeah. 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 No, Monday. And, um, have you ever messed around with, I, I feel, I, I like it. My body likes taking baking soda. I, What's going on? Well, well what's, what's, what's going on? You know, it can work for athletes. It's not a good idea to take it with food, though, because it neutralizes the stomach acid. But separate, like if you're going to run a race, apparently it does work for whatever reason. Now, I'm not sure if Ray Pete's interpretation is correct. I more subscribe to the Ravisi model. Because how do you get the baking soda, which has hydrogen in, t- in it also, right, right. to convert to carbonic acid, which obviously is acid, and carbon dioxide, which is a Lewis acid, which is obviously acid. But the conversion may not work, and Simon Sini may be closer to that than, uh, than Ray Pete on that, and Ravisi <laughs> too. But I'm open because the research really isn't there to support either one 100% at this point. But baking soda can help. Uh, If you take it separate from meals and you're going to be an athlete, it helps. Well, I just feel a little, I don't know, I I like it. I I took some this morning, you know, a little bit, teaspoon, and it just feels good down there. Everything feels happy. You know, I just go by my gut, if you will. So I don't know what it's doing, but uh, I know my pee is uh, alkaline. I know that. Holy cow. I mean, I got those little papers, you know. And it's just green all the time, like eight or nine. And Young thinks that's a good thing to do. But of course, I'm not sure about the urine pee thing and what that's really saying. You know. uh, first of all, Ray Pete is correct that what <clears throat> the urine represents is what's not in your body. What's going out? coming out of your body. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, when you get uh, the pee and the saliva and even the blood, the blood isn't really in the body. People don't seem to understand that. The blood is a measurement of the saliva of, mm-hmm. uh, and of the, uh, the urine, but they're not related to the inside or the meat. What about the dry part of our body, the fat? There's no liquid in that. Yeah, how can you measure it? Or the muscle, too. You know, <laughs> the muscle. The, your bicep is going to be acid or alkaline separate from the blood and not indicated. So when people measure the blood, the blood is so buffered a fraction off either yeah, it, way. It's got to be what? What is it? Seven point? What is it? Eight point four seven or whatever? Mm, whatever. Seven, seven, seven point six uh, three four something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. And it yeah. just stays and there, right? Death. And it just stays there. So the problem is in the parts of the body that aren't buffered. They can get very alkaline or very acid, and that's why a disease will start in an unbuffered area where it can't support buffering, and so you actually need need a Beckman pH meter to to go to the actual spot of acid alkaline. Yeah, well, I know somebody's got a few little tumors in their tummy. Maybe baking soda would be good. Then they can find out what stage is in because is it metastasizes in an alkaline stage and it grows in an acid. So the razor's edge is the area between us. We always hear that term, the razor's edge. Yeah. That's what it means. Hmm. 
we're not neutral. We're going to be acid in the morning and alkaline at night. That's the way it's designed. If I sit still and meditate, I become acidic. That's why it, they can get away with in India with being uh, vegetarian because they don't move around. <laughs> no. So they're going to be more acidic. If you move around at the gym, you're going to be alkaline. <laughs> oh, you're going to be alkaline because you're creating right. You're creating more acid in the body gets alkaline to balance it you become more alkaline yes and not lactic acid you actually create uh, baking soda in your body that tends to break you down why would bodybuilding break you down so you can build up at night with something called super compensation you build the muscle back up so every time you tear it down you renovate it by rebuilding it at night with carbon dioxide mm -hmm. And the more carbon dioxide you get in your body, the bigger your muscles grow. Did you did you hear me mention it? I don't know. Yesterday, uh, I've been. It's almost a month now. I don't have to look at the calendar. I'm just eating meat, you know. And I've gained five pounds. Five pounds in that time, and I it's muscle. I don't have any fat, you know. I, so it just went right to muscles. Isn't that pretty cool? So now I'm going to start lifting, right? That I'm have more energy, and maybe I can really, you know, get some muscles. Go to Muscle Beach. Well, you're in good shape. You're already able to hang. How long are you hanging? I hang. Time? I hang about three times a day. I average about oh a minute and a half each time. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's it's pretty trippy, boy. You just hang there, and I put my head back and breathe and. You know, your body wants to quit, right? You say, no, I want to quit. No, I can do it. I can do it. And I look at the clock. I say, I'll do it 20 more seconds, 20 more seconds. So I do that. Have you been hanging? Uh, just a little bit. Not mm -hmm. too much lately. We've mm -hmm. been busy with other things. <laughs> well, yeah. In California, you know, you're lucky you got water, much less. Much less. <laughs> yeah, the hanging thing is pretty, pretty interesting. I continue to do it. Um, I continue to stretch. Not as much as I was a year ago, but boy, I still stretch, you know, two, three times a week for an hour or so, lying on my yoga, and uh, and then, you know, I've been doing um, also pull-ups, I'm starting to do pull-ups, you know, and that kind of stuff, so I think with, uh, I think with, so what do you think about my experimenting with the meat, you think I'm just crazy, or what? Of course, you know I'm well, crazy. It's good to experiment. Yeah. You know I'm crazy. I, I find that uh, a balance, and we're omnivores, uh, a total carnivore running on ketosis, I don't think they last that long. They get fitter. But you have meat eaters that eat meat and vegetables <laughs> like Jack LaLanne. Actually, Jack LaLanne breaks the rules of Ray Pete just using uh, don't use any eccentric exercise. Uh, LaLanne worked out seven days a week. Crazy. He said he was going to he wasn't going to rust out. He was going to wear out. And he did it. Ninety six. I think he, he did wear out. And, you know, I did see him uh, at some kind of a function right towards the end. But I have to say, he didn't look well. You know, he looked, um, I don't know, want to talk about people that are gone. I mean, I'm not criticizing, just as a learning process. But he looked kind of compressed. <clears throat> it's the best way I could tell. It almost looked like he was shrinking. You know what I mean? Like an incredible shrinking man, Adam. And I say he was signing uh, autographs at his, just some place. It was about two years, I think, before he before he left. Huh. Maybe maybe after you start lifting, after all that time, you just 
you decompose or something. I don't know. Well, he had an interesting history. A lot of people don't know he was an alcoholic for a while. Oh, I didn't know that, no. But he worked out at Muscle Beach so much, (laughs) a thousand this, a thousand that, a thousand this, uh, that uh, he just basically burned the alcohol off. But it was just a phase. He also drank blood, partly. He He was a vegetarian for six or seven years. He did just about everything there was to do. A good friend of mine was friends with him. Uh, Don Peters was a bodybuilder and popular in the 60s and 70s. And uh, he was a friend of Jack Lane, as my friend Rico Cabellia down in San Diego. Rico Cabellia. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. so what did you think? Did you hear any of the fellow yesterday, Dr. Chafee, the carnivore dude? Did you hear any? I missed that show. Oh, you did. Oh, you, you should listen to it. I liked him. He's a brain surgeon. Um, I think he's probably 45 or so. He looks really good. Muscle guy. And he's a carnivore for a long time. And you know what he eats? Meat, salt, and water. Wow. That's it. That's it. People do it. Remember Augustus Stanley Owsley the Third, no, the LSD no, king. No. He was a total uh, a carnivore. Carnivore. He lasted till his seven, his sixties, but he died in an auto accident, so he didn't die of old age. We don't know how long he would have lived, hmm. but he ate nothing but meat too. Yeah. So I'm Can't doing that. Done. That's all I'm doing now for a while, and I'm um, gonna experiment with it, and. Um, I mean, life's an adventure. Why not experiment? I mean, why not learn something, you know? What if it's really good for me? Who knows? And, and who knows? I think experimentation is great. It's fun, right? I've been I, I doing think, it most of my life. Yeah, you Some know. experiments haven't worked so well, you experiment but some with, have. You experiment with wives. I'm trying to not do that one, but you, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I like to experiment. I feel great, though. I really, really do. And um, so... I'm just going to keep know, that, doing it. That is the rule, how you feel. How you feel. But the medical profession wants to say, you are what you test. Yeah. Your you DNA always, says you're <clears> sick. <throat> yeah. Your x-ray says you're sick. Your this says you're sick. Your CAT scan, your MRI, it says you're sick. But I feel great. Oh, no. no you're not great because no, our test shows so. No, no you're but not, not your great. feeling is what you go by, not your blood tests or your lab tests or your x-rays yeah i think we've been um, kind of tricked into believing that these blood tests are what we really need to pay don't you think i mean because they, they are they are just a, a snapshot in time too couldn't they be different from just being people who are scared to go to the doctor's office or something and that would change your blood wouldn't it it has to Wu Dang Chen, who you've had on his shows, uh, your show, mm-hmm. has said the same thing that right after the test, it could be completely different. Oh. In fact, he's against experience. He said your experience is what limits you. You want to manufacture your own experiences mentally so that you get by your experience. Because otherwise, you say, oh, in my experience, you can't make money during a recession. Right. Uh, you want to oh, buy yeah. that? Yeah, you want that you one? You, you want to own that? Yeah, why would you Why would you want to own some idea that's just a loose idea of the so-called past, right? I mean, and that's what we humans, Adam, we've been kind of tricked into believing, right? Well, I, you know, I, I think, that, you know, what, what? okay, what, <laughs> what, where'd you, where'd you get that? You know, where'd that come from? 
when Neo was in the Matrix, he could be killed by a bullet. But then when he realized he was the Matrix and it wasn't real, he could be shot with bullets and right. riddled with bullets and survive. Which is exactly the way it is, really, isn't it? I mean, we know that. I believe it is. No, I do too. I believe ultimately. So I, I know you're onto it, that idea that, and that from the eternal now, which is all there is, no past, no future, we may as well just think what we want. And that's what we're going to get, pretty much. <laughs> Why? I mean, it's no more difficult than that, is it? Think what you want, that's what you're going to get, you know? I've seen too much of it. You know, my yeah. friend Judy Utley, I've probably told this story over and over, but I'll kind of rehash it a little. Judy Utley uh, came to me and I did a neck alignment on her. Her eyelid drooped on the left side. So she asked, what was the trouble? I said, I, I never, I do really gentle alignments. I don't know what happened. She went to a doctor. The doctor says, okay, we'll test you. She comes back in the office and the the doctor says, how were you able to even walk in the office? Hmm. You have cancer of the spine. You have cancer of the lungs. You have breast cancer. You're riddled with cancer. Go and get your affairs on in order. We can't do anything for you. No chemo, no anything. You, you're, got, you're lucky to be alive. I hope you make it out of the office. Well, she lived for nine years. She decided to have a hole burnt in her back, and it countershocked, and... She survived. Now, Michael Tierra, the famous herbalist, went down to these two ladies that did that treatment. No survivors. But he didn't interview my friend Judy Utley. So was it the shock? Was it her mental attitude? She chain-smoked all the time, too. Never gave it up. Hmm. Boy, it's just such a big deal. And I think we're going to learn so much more in the coming years of how big it is, how our state of consciousness affects everything. Right? That's something the medical profession doesn't want us to know. Oh, they want yeah. to say our consciousness is an epiphenomena of matter. In other words, meat creates mind, not mind creates meat. meat. And it's just the opposite. The, it's exactly yeah, the opposite. The, I think it goes from the mind and to the brain and solar plexus kind of idea, and it just turns into flesh. You know, the Word was made flesh, right, in the Bible. The Word was made flesh. And they want us to believe otherwise. The otherwise, yeah. They want to the other. And they say, well, listen to my word, and then you can do my drugs and you'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> we'll just take these building blocks and build your mind and your consciousness and your health. Yeah. We can do it with yeah. our little computers and our robots. Sorry, it'll never no, happen. Well, not to you and I or to most of our listeners. I think there will be a lot of people, don't you think, that are going to be caught up in this whole new thing that's happening, the AI and, you know, the the great reset, and um, they'll just go on their way, and God, God love them, you know, just let me know how that they works out. They already are. They, they killed my <laughs> sister-in-law with robotic surgery, TV <laughs> surgery, just to show off, you know. Now, they gave her a liver 24 uh, and a half years ago and saved her life, but then they went and messed it up <laughs> very recently. We're going to have a fellow on that's in the Donbass region of the Ukraine. He's quite a patriot. His name is Russell Bentley. He's going to be on next week for us. We're going to get an update of what's really going on from the ground and not filtered through the media. And I suspect it'll be a little different than what you might hear on CNN. 
Now, we don't recommend you watch CNN, but if you ever do, just know that it's just made up. So, um, I only watch Russian movies. <laughs> but here's the question. The movies I watch are a cooperative effort between the Ukraine and Moscow. Really? How come I can still watch those movies? I'm watching a 12-hour movie now. No, 14 hours. A 14-hour movie that made by Ukrainians and Russians. Why are we still we're supposed to be at war? How come they're showing movies that I can see for free on the oh, internet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how come I've already seen about 30 of them while all this conflict was going on? Good question. <laughs> Boy, there's so many lies with this whole Ukraine thing, Adam. It's not even close. Not They're not even close to what's going on, man. Whew. Frankly, Americans have no idea. I don't, but no one else does either. They're lies, lies, and more lies. Lies, lies, and damn lies, right? And then and then there's, uh, who is it? There's this, and there's lies, and then there's statistics. I think, uh, um, who said that? It was... Uh, uh, I forget, but I remember the quote. Yeah, <laughs> there's statistics. <laughs> <laughs> and why is statistics? Oh, what we've experienced the last two years, right? Three years yeah. now? What's that other uh, saying? Uh, statistics don't lie, but liars use statistics. But liars use statistics, yeah. Boy. The pandemic is a perfect example oh, of that. The data. Don't you love that word? Oh, my God. <laughs> the data. Well, the data says, you know, what? Yeah. And you they just, even gave us a character in Star Trek, remember? Data. data. Oh, oh, I didn't know. I don't you know. I, I didn't. Well, I was never a Trekkie. Did you used to watch Star Trek? I, I didn't care for it. I liked Babylon 5 and other shows more. Uh-huh. Yeah. I never got into Star Trek, but. Uh, Adira, hi Adam. What do you think about eggshell calcium or pearl sim as a calcium source, or do you prefer cooked vegetables like kale for calcium? Uh, I get mine from food, but uh, any place you get calcium from, if you hold it in your mouth, you protect you. By the way, there's one thing I definitely disagree with, Ray Pete. Reading through all the old medical books, I was amazed that it's well known that rhubarb protects your teeth. Coffee protects your teeth, cocoa protects your teeth, chocolate protects your teeth, spinach protects your teeth, uh, and it's the oxalates. Because for years, I collected those and never saw the common thread till I read the old dental books from the 1930s, where they knew fluoride doesn't do a darn thing, but oxalates do. So oxalates may be dangerous to the rest of our body, but they protect our teeth. Oh, so that's the opposite that of what Dr. Pete said yesterday. Our Monday. I dis- yeah, oh, so I disagree wow. with him on that. In fact, it's interesting. Hmm. Some diabetics rarely have high levels of oxalates in their mouths. Someone should do investigation to see if they have less tooth decay. Because back in the day, one of the things that protected your teeth was sugar and fat. How many people did you, you hear about that never changed the fat in their frying pan? and did sausage and bacon every morning or whatever. And one of them I've told you about, my high school buddy's grandfather, had all of his teeth and no gums. <laughs> How did those teeth stay in his mouth? What do you gums mean? are supposed to support what the teeth. What do you teeth. mean no What happened to his gums? They were gone. I have no idea. <laughs> it freaked me out. Can you imagine? Long in the tooth used to be an expression. But now you don't get to be long in the tooth because your teeth fall out. <laughs> Oh, 
Me? His teeth were that long. I mean, like like a, an inch long. It looked freaky. So, would because he, he was healthy, you think? He was healthy. He lived into his 90s. Ranger, mm. Texas is mm. where I hung out. At one time, I hung out in Ranger. You know, I don't change the fat of my, my cast iron. I put tallow in there or ghee, and I just, I might wipe it out a little bit, and that's about it. And it's just, I just keep using it, you know, just keep using it. My teeth didn't start coming out until I started following dental advice <laughs> and avoiding sugar. <laughs> As a kid, can you imagine the amount of sugar we ate? Oh, we, we ate a lot of sugar. Uh, oh, man. Halloween, we got pounds of sugar. We went out multiple times with shopping bags full and came back, and we ate it all. I never, I didn't have any cavities. I never went to a dentist in grammar school. No, no, uh, we didn't go to school? a dentist. No, no. not till I Nobody got went out. to a dentist. Yeah, I mean, we ate, we ate Wheaties and grape nuts, and um, my mom Ooh, Easter bunnies. You yeah, know, yeah. My mom wouldn't let us have one. some of the real sugary ones. She only got its Wheaties and grape nuts, and um, I think those were the only two that she. She was pretty cool. My mom. She said, "No, those got too much sugar." But then we put white sugar on it, and then milk, and and then. And then at the bottom of the bowl, then you always had milk and sugar that you drank too, right? So, but but no, we never I went to so the dentist. Candy. Yeah, nobody went to the dentist. Nobody went to the dentist back then. We didn't go to doctor. There was, nobody had a doctor in the fifties. No, I didn't have a doctor. Nobody had a doctor. When I went to Chinese restaurants and had the tea in the little cup, yeah, I would drink about thirty cups, half and half sugar, half <laughs> sugar, half tea. <laughs> Chew it more than drink it. Didn't have any problem back then well, until I started being told avoid sugar and eat eat. Uh, I got into the uh, the uh, unsaturated fat bit for a while. That's what caused the problem. That causes yeah the unsaturated decay. yeah yeah. Well, if you get a chance, listen to Doctor Chafee. He's I mean he's pretty hardcore. He believes that all plants are poison. All plants. All plants. Uh, that's hardcore. <laughs> uh, that's hardcore, man. <laughs> also, all sugar is kind of bad for you because it raises, you know, your insulin and and just you know just eat meat and just eat meat and you're good. And um, my hero is Fajal Singh, the tur the uh, turban tornado. He's 111 years old. He ran 25 mile races. Uh, breaking the repeat laws, right? I mean, he was running marathons all the time. He's 111. He's never taken a pill. He's been a vegetarian all his life. He takes some milk and things like that. But he's 111. To me, I look at the people I worship are the people who are super centenarians. How did they get there? How even even uh, Edward Bernays made it to 103. Uh, even David Rockefeller, 101. Henry Kissinger is ninety nine. Yeah, What's but they the Kissinger drink, diet. They drink little kids' blood, though. You don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> if I could get some adrenaline, I would. But can't get it. We have a we have a video of Doctor Chafee on our front page. If you want, called "Hard Facts on Ancestral Human Diets," and then we also have a video with the lady we're going to have on next week, uh, Helly Sally K. Norton about oxalates. So, might want to get boned up if you have some time and. Listen to those guys, and and then you know, jump in the conversation and see what you think. You know, um, see what you think. Well, 
What do you say we do a little Marshall here, and then we're going to come back with Adam. Tell folks about your two websites for you. Go. Oh yeah, uh, solar timing. Solar, solar timing. Solar timing. That's the one where we have about forty-six books now, and uh, other features as well. Uh, little video clips and things like that. And then sunsinknutrition.com, uh, that's our $99 a, no, a, a forever kind of thing, as long as I'm around anyway, or we're around, even after I leave. So uh, that's our two websites. And you'll find me on Facebook if you have any questions or send in to One Radio Network. Adam's blog has been going on now for, what, I'm way over 2,000 oh, uh, blogs. Yeah. Ever since 2011. That's a good reminder. Go to OneRadioNetwork.com. Go, you'll see a little thing there, Adam's blog. He has some great stuff. Uh, every what? Do you do it every two, three days? Every two, three days? Uh, two, three days. Yeah. Sometimes less, sometimes more. But I probably average about 10 a month, I'd say. Oh, that's and great. And this has been going on since 2011. So there's a lot, lot of stuff, of stuff out there. there, man. You could read every one of those and you get a whole PhD in nutrition or whatever. Something. <laughs> I don't know what it would be. Well, that's great. And so um, I'm in Facebook jail um, uh, again. <laughs> again? <laughs> again. You know. Again? I'm in Facebook jail again. I don't know. They just, all, I only got a seven-day deal this time. So okay. <laughs> they were kinder and gentler. I think I posted a, a, uh, a, a real in-depth study on the dangers of the vaccines out of Europe. Uh. So I posted that link. And they put me in jail for seven days, you know. I keep that to uh, One Radio Network and to MeWe. Oh. But on now, if someone even puts up the comment about vaccines, I just take it off because it, it means they're going to take you yeah, off you're as gonna, soon as they have gonna, it. They're going to wipe you off, you know. I prefer to attack the entire medical system. They don't expect that. That's a keto. You come in, I tell them, get a wrecking ball and knock down the hospitals. Hmm. Destroy the medical police state and do it yourself. Your health is your responsibility. Don't turn it over to the government or to corporations. Mm -hmm. That's what I say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To this one emailer that wrote in, we, we really believe that uh, this Pearl Sim is a great way to take pearls uh, calcium because it's made from a once living source right it's made from pearl uh, you don't want to do calcium that's from a lab or from a rock because that'll end up in your arteries right Adam it'll, it'll, it'll end up somewhere that you don't want so if you want to get calcium it's from pearl and it's mainly calcium but there's also all kinds of magnesium uh, silica all kinds of things in there and there's some target protein so it's a great product you can take it internally right you can take it internally or you can just use it as a toothbrush. Toothpaste is what we do. So Pearl CM on OneRadioNetwork.com. Adam Brookstrom's here on 2.0, the second at the third Wednesday of the month. And um, um, so try the Pearl CM. I, I, I know you'll like it. I like to take a two or three capsules before I go to sleep. It helps calcium as a nice relaxer. It's a nice way to get calcium. You know, the Max Planck Institute many years ago uh, suggested that anything from a non-living source is very, very, very difficult for the body to deal with. So that's why all the things that we promote, you know, the pine pollen and shen blossom and herbs, all from a living source. We don't do, um, you know, don't do, uh, don't do stuff. Okay, 
Anyway, so try the Pearlseum. You can get the powder and then also the capsules and take the capsules internally. And speaking of pine pollen, here's Master Herbalist Stephen Buhner giving some insights, guys, on why this pine pollen could boost your testosterone levels. The pollen itself is extremely high in a number of male estrogens, the most potent of which is testosterone. And it's got a fairly high level of it. I mean, it's still in the micrograms, but that's really all the difference between us and women is that we have this microgram more than they do. And then in the womb, that shifts us into the male developmental pattern. So when we start adding that stuff back in to our bloodstream, which you do if you take that sort of tincture and you hold it in your mouth for a while and then you swallow it without putting it in any water or anything. It goes right through the mucous membranes into the bloodstream, and so you start to get an increase in the body of actual testosterone, which then circulates to pretty much every cell in the body, and that then begins to increase vitality and muscle strength and everything else. This is a great product. I've taken it for years. You can click and order an Easter Thrival link, different variations in the pine pollen, potency and price. Take your pick right here on OneRadioNetwork.com. Boy, it is a great one. I do it uh, several times a day. Uh, you want to do it early in the morning, Daniel says, and then midday is when the testosterone level goes up again, kind of boosts it up, and then also before bed. And we make a lot of tea uh, at night. You wake up with uh, morning wood, or if you wake up after dream, and you have the, the woody thing going, that means because Mr. Testosterone is working. That's a, that's a real, you don't have to do, in my opinion, you don't have to do a testosterone test. You just wake up in the middle of the night and you should have morning wood or in the morning. If you don't, then I would, I would increase your testosterone. That's my way to do it. That's it. It's just God's way of saying, okay, you want to make babies or what do you want to do here? Okay, triple eight six six three. What do we got here? What do you want to do? 888-663-6386. Email Patrick, OneRadioNetwork.com. There's uh, quite a few different contraptions out there that you can get to help deal with uh, electromagnetic fields, the worst of which, of course, is the latest and greatest, the 5G. I'm sure they're going to come out with 6G and 7G and 12G sometime. California will probably be the first one to do the 6G or 7G because they want to be ahead of things. But this is a great technology. It is called Blue Shield. It's a little cube. You can see a picture if you're on video. If you're on audio, just go to the front page of One Radio Network. Click on the on the Blue Shield uh, ad and get yourself one. Uh, they're not too expensive. They're very affordable. You put it right in the center of your home. You plug it in, and it, it uh, cycles about every 45 seconds so your body doesn't get used to it. Because if you just left it on, your body would get used to a certain frequency, and then uh, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. But they, they're smart. Uh, this has been in, a technology has been used for, gosh, about 25 years uh, down under in Australia. And it helps the body to better deal with the cell phone towers, uh, the, the dirty electricity in the wires in your home, the Wi-Fi's in your home, and also if you're in 5G land, and cell phone towers, and most people have cell phone towers around their home. They just do because they're everywhere. You know what can I tell you? <laughs> they're everywhere. They're everywhere. So, so if you can get a cell phone signal in your home, 
then you probably need one of these. So go to it, get it. It is called EMF Protection Device Blue Shield, promo code one radio, 10% off. 10% off one radio, promo code. And uh, I think you'll enjoy having it around. And anything that helps us to feel better so we're not so crazy, <laughs> so we're not so crazy works. You know what I'm Crazy, man. It's Know the Source on One Radio Network. It is the third Wednesday of the month. Adam Bergstrom, Adam 2.0. You know, Adam, that's something we don't mention often, but I think we should more. You know, this whole thing about taking care of ourselves, all the fun stuff we play with, and it's not just to live a long time, is it? I mean, that's fun. It'll be fun to live a long time and maybe burn through as much karma as we can so we have a better experience after we leave. But it's also so we we have energy and we feel good and we can have fun and we can do stuff, right? I mean, look at you. I mean, we're writing all the time, working on my screenplay, my third one. You're writing books all the time. That's the deal, right? We want to be productive. We want to be productive. Living, that's why they call it the liver. Huh. Your liver doesn't make you healthy. Your living makes your liver healthy. Oh. The joy of living. The yeah. French call it, and I'm going to mispronounce it, joie de vivre. Joie de vivre. No, you got it. Pretty close. I got it. You got it. You got it. <laughs> That's the joy. The, what's the joy? The joy of living. Just the joy of just being The joy being of living. Yeah. And it gets weird and all that. And But, hey, who cares? You know, we can deal with it. Right? We can deal with all weird this. is good. You <laughs> mean, wasn't there, there a T-shirt in Austin? Austin is weird. Or keep something Austin, like no, that? there's keep Austin weird because there's a lot of people, you know, in <laughs> the last it, twenty it. years that see all these changes in Austin, and uh, you know, back when I got here in 1980, um, oh, I mean, it was one Whole Foods, right? I worked at one Whole Foods, and 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 just Barton Springs, and you went down there and swam and got naked in the middle in the morning people still do that but and just all the hippie places and uh, you know it was just weird you know hippie hollow hippie hollow (laughs) university of texas and it's still like that to a sense but it's gotten a bit crazy you know changed a lot i first was there in 1970 well well, so (laughs) you know better than i different place so what was it like in 1970 Wow, it was uh, it was a village, and it was full of hippies. <laughs> the first place I visited, you had to take off your clothes to enter the house. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first place I ever visited in Austin. You, nope, you could, can't take your clothes, clothes out. Take inside your clothes. the house. This was 1970. <laughs> I, boy, I'd love to have been there with you. Uh, was the University of Texas was there, right? Yep, University yep. of Texas. I was living in uh, East Texas in uh, in uh, Port Arthur, Texas, the capital of Louisiana. <laughs> oh, but then you then you moved to Austin. But yeah, but I visited. We had friends in Austin, so we'd drive around. You know, we went to the Hill Country, and we went to the uh, what is it called, the Worst Fest, all of that yep. uh, uh, sauerkraut pizza, all that stuff. <laughs> so that was <laughs> what, near where you that was ten years that. before Whole Foods. Ten years before Whole Foods. Oh, yeah. Yeah, way before. Were you into natural stuff back then? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, 
I hadn't met Adano yet. I was into transcendental meditation, got initiated on Valentine's Day, 1970. Hmm. So I was one of the early ones. Uh, and the group in East Texas happened to be the most productive source of TM uh, initiates. Oh. Uh, and I happened to be at the TM Center on Lakeshore Drive in Port Arthur, Texas, uh, right along the shipping canal. And uh, we live between the Banditos Bikers headquarters and a policeman on the other <laughs> side. <laughs> we had the TM Center, an old haunted house where someone had hanged themselves by the neck on the staircase. So back in 70, then I guess uh, they must have had, an, were, there was, were there any natural food restaurants or good places to eat? Was there any? Uh, not really. <laughs> they were just kind of starting that, but you couldn't really go to a natural food yeah. restaurant. But we were starting to do it ourselves. TM kind of elevated our consciousness a little. You know, we got into health foods and things like that. I originally worked in a metaphysical bookstore and wasn't really interested in health, but it leads into health ultimately. Yeah, I worked at the Phoenix Metaphysical Bookstore in downtown Houston. And uh, I managed it for so many years, met all kinds of psychics and famous personalities at the time, uh, uh, which is named Occult Medicine Can Save Your Life. Uh, you've had him on the show, Norman something or other, and a whole bunch of other psychics and uh, psychic healers, channelers, you yeah, name them. Yeah, we yeah. even had someone commit suicide during an exorcism oh, by good. jumping out the window. Oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. But I bet it, it was, must have been a little quiet little place in 1970, Austin. Even Houston was a whole different place. Oh. The Montrose area was just amazing at the time. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it was really, even back when I first got there, it was really something. And, you know, John Mackey, he had a place, I think, Safer Way. His first store was, it was uh, 80, maybe 78, something like that. And then he teamed up with somebody else who had a place, a little hippie food store, Mark Skiles, and they started Whole Foods Market at 10th and Lamar, I think in 1980. That was the store that I worked at, 10th and Lamar. First one, it was about 5,000 feet. It was one of the really great old hippie food stores, you know, whole, the, the original Whole Foods. And they had a little, um, little restaurant there called Martin Brothers, and you could get smoothies and Everybody said, and you just didn't drive past the place without stopping. You know, it was one of those places. You, know? <laughs> you drove past and pulled in, and you always saw people you knew. And, and it was just a, it was a wonderful time. Yeah, it was just a great, Definitely. great, time. great time. Wasn't he involved in Mom's Restaurant, too? One of my favorite places in Austin. I don't know if it's still there. Mom's Restaurant? Mom's. Oh, Mother's. The, the mother's. That, uh, mother's. Mother's. Mother's, excuse me. Got it wrong. Mother's. Yeah, mother's. I, I've eaten there about... They're still here. Times. They're still here. Mother, I know the lady and, and the guy is, um, 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 who started that uh, restaurant. Um, Wasn't Mackey involved with that? I, I thought he was I involved. think he was an investor at one point. I think he invested yeah. in Mother's Restaurant. But it's great. It's still, to this day, it's a really cool place to go. You can't hardly get in there. It's so busy, you know. And, um, Love it. And Love it. Especially uh, like Sunday brunch, you know, Mother's Restaurant. It's, it's you know, I've eaten in various places. San Francisco is known for its restaurants, but I think Austin, oh. there was more variety in Austin 
than any other place. You could get Middle Eastern food, Mexican food. There was some really, really good food there. You could, you see it now. I mean, you can get anything here now. Anything. I mean, it's a trip. But you can't drive, so that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> During the day, I mean, you just can't go anywhere. You know, it's... Uh, <laughs> I remember that because <laughs> I was there in the 90s too and even in uh, the early 2000s. <laughs> I think Elon Musk has got to come in. Well, he's already lives here now. You know, he moved here, Elon. Everybody's moving here. And um, he, um, I think he's got some ideas. You remember Highway 35 and uh, the Mopac, you know, the north and south on all the side of the cities. You. During the day, Adam, you can't even, you know, from 6 o'clock on till 6 o'clock at night, you can't even drive. I mean, it's just... I remember. Yeah, you can't even drive. It's just like, okay, uh, why go there? Because they don't move. But I think he wants to... I think he's got some ideas to go above, you know, to go mm -hmm. above or, or underground or something, you know. Underground was his big thing in California, but they wouldn't approve it. It, didn't, it never worked in the underground. High speed, yeah, high speed trains was his big deal, and and it looked like uh, they were going to go for it at one time, but then they decided not. He wanted like a to go from San Francisco to L.A. in something like thirty minutes or whatever it was. These air cabs are going to be big. I've seen uh, some films, and they're going to be out in the next few years in the big companies, lots of them, and they're just like mm -hmm. um, they just kind of go right above the traffic, and then they go. Like helicopters. You remember but, uh, the Bruce Willis movie? Yeah, yeah, similar to that. You know, just right. <laughs> and these are called air taxis. They're going to be affordable. And you watch California. Ten years from now, that's all you're going to have is it's like in the movies. It'll just be these air taxis going back and forth because you won't be able to drive. It's only going to be the taxis, though. They won't let you have a car like that because they don't want you flying over billionaires' homes. No, 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 no. Yeah, it'll probably they'll probably never approve you to do your own. Right? Yeah. Nope. It's going to be all taxi, and all, you have to be approved in the government so-and-so, and a stooge. <laughs> a stooge. A useful idiot. <laughs> so what are you guys going to... Uh, Anna Bergstrom's here. It's Adam 2.0 on the third Wednesday. Call us. Join the conversation. 888-663-6386, as you know. We talk about whatever, whatever, and we can talk about whatever because it's just fun. 888 663-6386 email patrick one radio network.com um <laughs> so oh, the water thing i've been reading a little bit more about lake mead main source of water there in what adam and phoenix and it's getting it's getting really dangerous i mean <laughs> what are they going to do with three or four million people i mean yep. i mean i mean how many people in phoenix sorry 30 million. I don't know how many people are there. How many people are in Phoenix? I'm not sure I'll, I'll how Google many, it. but it's... While you, while you respond, I'll Google it. It's a big, vulnerable city because wow. there's only four ways into Phoenix, and if those get blocked off, Phoenix is in trouble. <laughs> they don't have any water except depending on California, mostly. Well, Lake Mead, Unless right? they can get it out of the sky. Don't they get out of Lake Mead? Don't they do that? Yeah, but that's basically, they had a water war with California about that water for a long time. Yeah. It's right at the border. California wants to grab it all. Oh, yeah, you know, the Salton Sea comes from the Colorado River. It, it ran over. They couldn't stop it. They almost drowned out half of California. <laughs> so it looks but they like, finally got a handle on it. It looks like somebody's going to have to come up with some 
really high-powered, um, efficient desalination things, and they'll get the water from the ocean, right? We have it here, definitely now. But do they use it a lot? Mm, yeah, Santa Barbara it depends on it. Otherwise, it'd blow away because they don't know how to save the water. We we were talking before the show about Bermuda. Yeah, Bermuda for four hundred years has special roofs that are tiered in a certain way, so they collect all the water and it goes into the into a holding tank. You cannot have a different roof in Bermuda. It is against the law. So there's no freedom for roofs there, but in that case, it's survival. If you don't have a roof like that, civilization in Bermuda would be impossible. They just don't get any... bring in the water by ship. Oh, they don't have any groundwater, nothing. It's always been... None at all. Yeah. Maybe maybe enough to fill uh, a couple of bathtubs. That's about it. Otherwise, there's no groundwater, no well water. Nothing. How does that differ from rainwater where I do? Uh, it's a good way, but if you put it on your roof and, and have a tiered roof, look at well, that's uh, what I Bermuda do. Yeah, rainwater. We, yeah, we have a tiered roof, so all the water with, goes with, in. Yeah, with little strips that run that collect everything. Oh well, you can see it on the internet. It's really interesting. No, but uh, if I look at my roof, it's a tin roof, and when I look at it, it rains, all the water that hits the the roof goes into the the gutters. Great. If it all goes in, oh, yeah. you've got it. It goes in. I mean, it gushes sometimes like it, so much water, it just gushes over, you know, trying to get in the tank and when, you know, when it really rains. So I didn't know. So that's all they do is rainwater collection and they're really good at it, what you're saying. They tear the roofs really a certain good. way. They got, they got um, grooves for it to run down. Wow. They don't need any groundwater. Now, they have regular rain, but California during the season could be collecting all that water and then they could build up their groundwater. Right now, it's illegal to put in wells because so many people put in wells at the time of the last drought, um, 2015, something like that, when Oprah was putting in wells in and stealing water from other people's lands and shipping water in with trucks. Uh, but anyway, the wells ran dry. We're on a piece of property that had a well. It ran dry. Now there's a little bit collecting in the well that they can water the plants and things with, but we're hooked up to the reservoir now, and it doesn't have to be that way. <laughs> yeah. So California would be a perfect place for rainwater collection because it never rains in Southern California. Remember that song, but sometimes it does, and when it does, you can collect the water, right? You could collect it easily. Here, it rains and runs into the ocean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's the point? The ocean's got plenty of water, you know. Uh, Phoenix. And if you remember, in 2016, it took about uh, 26, 25 lives with it, 24 lives, and destroyed a lot of the homes in Montecito. Huh. We were evacuated. Phoenix, uh, current metro area, 2022, 4.6, yeah, 4,600,000 people. That's a lot of people, man, and they they uh, are going through a hard time there. I wonder how much water they really used to use Lake Mead for. That's the Hoover Dam thing, right? That's the Hoover Dam thing? Yep. Yeah. See, the Colorado used to be swampland in there, and even parts of Tucson and places like that, but they took all the groundwater. There used to be, where I lived in, in Tucson, a river. Now the river is like uh, 12 feet underground, 
<laughs> only during rainy season, by the way. Otherwise, there's no water flow anymore. But there used to be a river there, the Santa Clara River. I've, I've, I've forgotten the name. It's huh. been a long time since I lived in Tucson. Hmm. So, man, what are they? I've lived in Phoenix, too. I, I Dry think, place. I think they're probably going to have to just, the, the desalination thing is probably where they're going. You think, is anybody planning this? You know, they could get it out of the air. There's tons and tons and trillions of tons of water in the air. Sure. Uh, if they followed John Nordberg's advice, <laughs> they wouldn't have a problem. But they could also collect water. There's all kinds of ways to uh, collect rainwater. They th just don't do it. I think and, they do. And water out of the air, humidity. <laughs> yeah. I think they do a lot of that technology in the Middle East, right, to get water. And because there's so much, it's so uh, humid there. There's a lot of water in the air, and they have this technology to, it's like an air conditioner, really, just a fancy air. Exactly, swamp cooler. Swamp cooler. So is this guy John Nordberg, is he living? Yes, he is. Uh, he's one of my heroes because he's basically invented a perpetual motion machine and no one will listen to him. Oh. I think he's given up now. I friended him on Facebook, but all he does is have photos and, uh, of deer hunting in this deal. Uh, you'll find videos of John Nordberg's uh, machine and his water ideas uh, collection, but he's a total nerd. It's boring stuff. But I recommend people listen to him because he really is on to something with his devices. He has a way of basically you drill a slantwise hole into the ground and water collects from the difference in temperature from the hot desert to underground. It's 56 degrees once you get a certain uh, degree underground steadily in the earth 56 mm. degrees so from 110 to 56 you get a lot of precipitation because the air can't hold the water and then you can actually uh, improve it with electric power there's different ways of doing it and with his perpetual motion machine then you get uh, all the water you want you could redo the entire sahara yeah i know that you have mentioned him before and we've invited him Several times, but I never get any response from him. So I don't know. You know, I think he may have given up because, okay. like I say, I friended him on Facebook and tried to get him to uh, connect with you. And all I get is uh, he friended me, but all I get is pictures of him deer hunting. Oh, he probably maybe gave up after a while. Here's something from Lynn. You know, Lynn, she takes our notes for us. Mm -hmm. And she says, I have a question for Adam about metabolic typing. Dr. William Donald Kelly wrote a book called Self-Test for the Different Metabolic Types. Does Adam know about Dr. Kelly's 12 metabolic types categorized into vegetarian types, carnivore types, and balanced types? If so, does he have an opinion of Dr. Kelly's uh, categorizations? And did Adam previously say he had written a book about metabolic typing with his own updates? if a person has problems with oxygen. Oh, we have another question. So, what about Kelly's work in these different categorizations? Uh, have you know anything about those? Lynn has a good memory, yes. It's at the end of Butterflies Need No Taxidermist, I put the test. I find it's not that valuable, though. Uh, I adjusted it quite a bit and gave more points for certain things, and it's still is kind of useful, mm -hmm. but uh, the, types, the types exist, 
But the way the typing goes is more dependent on other things like pH than it is his system of metabolic types. But it was a good start on it. And my uh, listing, at one time I had it as an individual book, but I just put it back on the Butterflies book. And it's uh, at the one of the appendix of the Butterflies book. The Butterflies book is my most complete book, probably, because uh, I still take notes off of that. If I forget something, uh, my Swami friend, uh, Adonal Lay, told me that the worst pencil is better than the best memory. So yeah. I use the Butterflies book as my reference guide almost on a daily basis. <laughs> oh, I want to get that one because now that I can put it on my little my little reader, I can have that on there. And when I want to go outside or something, I can just peruse the Butterflies book. It's in dictionary form, and I'm, I, love, I love dictionaries. I love organizations. I write slang dictionaries. I have the Butterflies dictionaries. My book on uh, quantum force is uh, a dictionary. I just love dictionaries. <laughs> so so if, I, if I just pick out a word about something, it'll be in the Butterflies book? Just pick out like... In order, and, yep. You want to look up uh, uh, something like uh, what? Uh, uh, anything. <laughs> oxalates, yeah. whatever. Oxalates, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oxalates are not in the book. <laughs> oh, they're not. See, I picked one that wasn't in I there. I don't think so. Okay. It, it actually may. I haven't checked. I'm going to check today <laughs> okay. after the show. So here's, here's another question. Her last point was, if a person has problems with oxalates, might that mean that they are a carnivore type? Interesting. Yes, no, maybe. Those famous words. Because <laughs> you could be making it in your own bowel. And that's the most dangerous kind, the one we make in our intestines. This is something I asked the oxalate lady who comes in. What about the ones we make on our own intestines that has been known since 1918 for sure that they've, they've known about the oxalates? And now it's conveniently forgot. Vegetables have it. Meat doesn't have oxalates. What are you talking about? Well, of course it does. Anyone who has a uh, deficient kidney energy or a kidney stone is making oxalates too. Hmm. My telephone is ringing. So, oxalates, oxalates. Um, well, look, we just got a nice little donation from Laura. Oh, she lives in Gulfport, Mississippi. Thanks, Laura. I really Been enjoy there. your show. Nice Thank town. you for all you do. Blessings to you. Well, yeah, see? I've got some cash for the farmer's market today, see? <laughs> That's great. Thank you, Laura. You're so sweet. Yeah. Gulfport, Mississippi. Laura, I remember Gulfport, Mississippi. We used to go there when we, um, well, I was stationed in, in Pensacola, right? So we'd go to Mississippi because Pensacola had cute girls, but Mississippi... They got really cute girls. <laughs> so, yep. we, we, Home of the Gulfport Mafia. Oh, a lot of people yeah. don't know that the they Gulf had their own mafia going there. <laughs> we used to go, we used to go I to learned that from a bus driver. Uh, I used to ride Greyhound buses through that area all the time. And he was a, uh, a history writer, too. He wrote about the Gulfport Mafia. So he was expounding on it as we went through Gulf Gulfport. Oh, the word Pensacola, which I've spent some time there too. Beautiful people down there, just really fun, great food, uh, wonder, wonderful people, you know. <clears throat> yep. I see Fort Walton Beach is my favorite oh, place yeah, down Fort there. Oh yeah, Fort Walton Beach. Oh baby, 
I was right down and the road. And my friend Gebby Gebhardt is, uh, was born down there, and that's where he learned to kite surf. He became an Olympic kite surfer. He's still a good friend of mine on Facebook. Who is that, Debbie? Gebby Gebhardt. Oh, he Gebby. goes as Gebby Kites now. You'll find him on Facebook, and you'll find him all over the place. He does uh, natural therapy, too. He's uh, hung out with me here in Santa Barbara. What was it about uh, eight years now since we've seen him? Good guy. I saw an article that I wanted to mention. By the way, if you'd like to be on the show, 888-663-6386. Email patrick1radionetwork.com. Let me see if I can find it. But it was about a restaurant in New Orleans, I believe, that had made their first lawsuit real against the COVID lockdowns and they're getting money. Isn't that interesting? Wow, could this blow this thing up? I'll see if I can find it while we're talking here. I looked at it this morning. I may have accidentally just... Um, that's something. Let me see if I can find the article here. Hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody keeps calling. Oh, well, I'll find it while we're talking. That'd be something if people can start getting remuneration from the gov for doing these stupid lockdowns. Whoa. We need to set up an alternate society. Free lawyers, too. Lawyers are part of their oh, system. Man, you know, we need unlicensed lawyers. We need to be our own lawyers, our own doctors. Forget all this certification. and You have to have this license. You need a driver's license. You need a medical license. You need a chiropractor's license. License, license, license. Pilot's license. Forget all that business. I'm a true libertarian. Oh, baby. Yeah, I mean... They the won't even without a tie. I wear T-shirts. <laughs> They'll hardly let you go in to even uh, do pro se and defend yourself. A lot of people know the law and they can do it, but the judges get really—they don't like it, boy. They don't like it when you do that. They just don't like it. And it's time to take their money away. No. Don't support. See, voting's not going to do anything. But if you don't show up, like with the restaurant thing, we drove them out of business. Uh, that's what they did. Let's just keep going. They have restaurants now they want to maintain. So let's not go at all. Let's just stay home and screw them all. <laughs> screw them all. That's right. We don't need them. Form our own community. Why can't we cook our own food? What the heck happened? What? Or eat raw food <laughs> even. It's even easier. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Um Okay, here's another email for you. My son, in his 20s, ow, chopped off his finger splitting wood. They saved it and it looks good. What can he do to help the nerves grow back? Wow, you got your fingers it on ice? That's a trip. My God. What? It, amazing. Saturated fat. Really? That helps. And also, lots of yawning and stretching. And... If you massage it lightly, very lightly, with a feather even, you encourage the growth of tissue. When they used to do acupuncture, they found out when a person focused on an area, it had the greatest effect at all. And so light touch will bring your attention to an area. If you have a scar, uh, you just rub the feather on it and the nerves direct the blood to it and it heals. Hmm. That's how you can get rid of scars. So, are they, do these people are they just putting the putting it together? 
bandaging up and hoping it'll grow back? I mean, I guess it could. Not only that, uh, Ray Pete will tell you a great story next time he's on, have him repeat it, about a plumber, I think, who cut off his finger and he put a, uh, a thimble over it so it couldn't get oxygen and it grew back. It grew back Wait a minute, his finger. What? An adult, not just children. It happens with children commonly. He did it with an infant too by putting the cap of a pen, a pen over it because he had a smaller finger. But the plumber or whoever he was, they used something big like a thimble from a, a sewing thimble or something like that that he used. So you're saying that you, you they could do that with the finger cut off the oxygen and the carbon dioxide is growing it back yeah the carbon dioxide does it ray pete's talked about it and he quotes uh, ah. dr becker from the body electric remember that book yeah so there's some leads for you emailer the body electric dr becker also maybe look at the idea of having it cut off the oxygen so carbon dioxide right and maybe even getting some carbon dioxide from the in a tank and letting it in carbon dioxide. You could also, well, there's a way to put the hydrogen into a plastic thing. George shows you how to do that. And you could put that over your hand, right? And just use the hydrogen too. And you could do carbon dioxide, hydrogen, do it all, baby. And just hope that puppy grows back. And even sugar. Sugar. And by the way, to see if you can handle sugar, if you can't handle sugar, you're going to have oxalates and you're going to have lactic acid. But here's the test. Uh, a healthy person can handle one cup and one tablespoon of sugar. That's been shown for decades. They've known this. There will be no sugar in the urine, no glucosuria, right. I think they call it, yeah. sugar in the urine, none. But an unhealthy person uh, can't handle three quarters of a cup of sugar. Now, how do you know this? Take an entire cup of sugar, go out and pee in the garden, and if ants come to your urine, you're not handling your sugar correctly, and you better figure out what's wrong and regenerate your liver, your spleen, your pancreas, and your internal organs. Would a fasting blood sugar also let you know if you're doing it well, if it's nice and low? Not as well as that test will by doing your sugar and checking your urine. Checking your urine, Because yeah. it has to go entirely through your body. If your body's rejecting that sugar and not burning it in high metabolism, exactly like Ray Pete says it, then you're going to get problems. You're going to have a smoky fire. You want a smokeless fire. You want to burn without smoke, and that's uh, you don't have any waste at that point. Well, I have plenty of ants around here, so I'll just do that. I'm going to pee in there and see if they come and come after it. I could put a little... Actually, I have ants in my laundry room as we speak. They've been there all week. <laughs> and and so I bought these little things at Home Depot where you're supposed to go in and they'll eat it and take it back. And Well, I think I think the one I have is a McDonald's at Tramp because there are more. There's more of them. They just like this thing. I don't, I don't think there's any poison in there. So... But maybe I'll just take a little bit of my pee. That'll be a good idea. And I'll put it there on the laundry room and see if they go to it. There you go. <laughs> By the way, we use rosemary oil. I learned that from Vibrant Gal. Yeah. Man, I, they, hate, they hate rosemary oil. I did oil, that so. at your recommendation. 
the other day, I got some rosemary oil, put it in a bottle, sprayed it, nothing. Didn't do anything. Just walk right through it. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Well, we have Texas ants. They, what can I tell you? They you know hate I mean? ours. Yeah, they're just <laughs> tough ants. <laughs> These are tough dudes, man. Yeah. Here we use a vacuum clinger. Any excess, we vacuum them out, and then we block where they're coming from, and then they stop coming because the rosemary oil is so smelly. And so they report to their friends, hey, don't go up there. They got rosemary oil, and they vacuum you up. I wouldn't go there. Yeah, I haven't figured out where they're coming from yet. That's been the problem. I just haven't. I can't That's figure out. important. I can't figure yeah. out where they're coming from. I don't know. I looked, and I looked, and... They it's just, hard. We had a heck of a time finding the last time. We spent we spent about two days looking, and once we found the hole, it was easy. Within less than twenty four hours, we got rid of every one of them. And we we have ants galore here in California, at least in Montecito. It's not a terrible problem, listen. But that's the biggest problem I got. I'm I'm blessed, dude. You know what I mean? So I, <laughs> a few little ants. So I'm not. Now that I remember, the ants are so bad in texas when i lived in at that ranch in fayetteville uh-huh. uh the front gate was an automatic gate the ants would love the electric wires and eat through it and knock that gate out oh, on good. a regular basis and of course the gate repairman would come out and say no way i'm gonna touch that gate with all those ants there so we'd have to get an exterminator kill the ants and then have the electrician back and then it would be gone again one time we got a package of uh, maple uh, maple candies in a package. It was in a package, inside a package, inside a package, inside a jar. And the ants had worked them way in one less than a day. They had worked themselves through <laughs> into the actual candy. <laughs> oh, boy. They, Tough they, ants. They are, yeah, and they're, they're going to survive, boy. They're going to they're gonna survive and they're going to feed that queen ant and... They'll do whatever it takes to keep her going, right? So you may be right. They may just say, Rosemary Royal, we're Texas we're, ants. We're Texas we ants, dude. We bother. don't care about that. Um, <laughs> let's see. 